0: Welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. Today we are joined by PIDA Communications and Marketing Manager, Marek Tietz. Hello, Marek. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine. So your Communications and Marketing Manager, what is it you actually do at PID? Uh
1: Basically everything that the name says and, uh, and many more things. <laughs> uh, I'm responsible mainly for the... Uh, everyday newsfeed and communication of the club uh, the press release is everything that's um, concerned with any kind of information that goes out from the club to the public from the first team to the youngest players and, and overall everyday business of the club and um, as for the marketing side I am responsible for everything that's um, connected to to uh marketing of the club uh merchandise uh sponsorship deals and and so on so and um this year we're um actually trying to or planning to uh come out with some new uh new things on the communication side but uh, but let's 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 keep that a secret yeah.
0: is it, is it just you who who's doing the the communications and marketing. Do you have a small team or? Uh,
1: yeah, we have a small team. I have um, a guy helping me out with uh, some of the social media, but uh, he's uh, basically we can call him a volunteer. Uh, so he's uh, he helps out whenever he can. Uh, goes out to the match days. Uh, uh, takes a vacation that's aligned with the uh, European games and so on. Uh, and uh, we coordinate uh, uh, the social media things when when he's available. And he's mainly he's a he's a he's a magician when it comes to Instagram. And uh, I am an absolute failure when it what as as long as the Instagram is concerned. So um, he's uh, he's busy with the Instagram side of the, of the social media.
0: Uh, there's a Pi the Twitter account, but it's not actually affiliated with you lot, is it? It's an unofficial well,
1: it's, one. It's, it's an unofficial one. I know that our CEO has had contact with the guys that keep running it. Uh, yeah. As far as I know, they're also uh, British guys, and uh, they're not Estonian. And uh, I know that our CEO has been in contact with them. We have never seen them, uh, but... Uh, I must say they are doing hell of a job <laughs> promoting fight and uh, and keeping up the feed. And uh, I know that there hasn't been any kind of uh, like uh, agreements uh, between them and the club, but uh, but regardless, they have uh, somehow maintained to keep a very decent profile. They pull some jokes every now and then, but. That, but they're they're not uh, doing anything that uh, could, uh, in any sense, be regarded as harmful for the club. So they're they're doing very good job. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, last week uh, they can't hit five thousand followers.
0: Yeah, as you say, it was when Clavin joined you um, that they just kind of yeah. got yeah. really mm-hmm. huge yeah, and. <laughs>
1: it's the same like uh with, with the facebook whenever a new guy from africa uh joins by the, then we have a sudden surge in the followers numbers
0: is that for you then like in with that gambian project the african project is is that something that pido are going to continue to grow
1: uh yeah it's been a very stable and uh as we all know very productive cooperation so yeah it's uh, it's definitely uh, going to keep on rolling and uh, our last uh, two signings also come from from uh, Real de Banjul. Uh, Cham is here in Estonia already and uh, actually debuting today in the second tier with our under 21s and uh, Demba is uh, uh, He's he's going to arrive. He he should be here actually already. But uh, but uh, when uh, dealing with um, African different institutions, governmental institutions, and then one uh, one must always keep in mind the this is Africa effect. So um, it was a it was a very bad surprise for us that he didn't arrive when he was supposed to. Uh, uh, the the reason was very uh, obscure actually uh, but um, but uh, as far as we know uh, he should be with us uh, within three or four weeks. Uh, we we uh, signed him and we uh, registered him he's a he's our registered player but it just takes time for him to physically get here.
0: yeah sure um. A bit about you then. How, how long have you been with Pida? Uh
1: I started my second year in February, actually, so not, not too long. Um, I was uh, working with Viljandi uh, Tsai Tulevik for six years prior. And uh, three years prior to Tulevik, I I worked in Flora with, uh, with our current CEO, who was a um, uh, commercial manager back then
0: have you always been involved in football then or is it just like in the last uh, 10 years or so
1: yeah uh, my 10th year began at the beginning of this year yeah so no not 11th 11th year so i started in flora in 2013
0: so nice uh, talking about flora is is it hard so especially for you being like a marketing kind of guy um, not being a talent based club Is it it harder to market that around, you know, not just Estonia, but Europe as well?
1: Not particularly. Uh, What we are struggling a bit, uh, because our first team is based in Tallinn, actually. They train in Tallinn every day. And our home matches are basically... uh, The first team uh, comes to buy the place and then leaves for Tallinn again. But that's just... uh, Uh, geographical economical inevitability in Estonia if you want to run a top team Uh, rest of the club works and is based in by the 100% but um, when it comes to marketing a club uh, the the not Tallinn based image doesn't affect it actually at all and I think we very clearly showed it uh, that we're capable of uh, of uh, marketing the club uh, as well as, and I would say even better than the uh, uh, fully tallinn rooted clubs uh, did when we uh, played the Euro Games last summer, uh, because uh, the third round came. Uh, home match against Anderlecht in Tallinn. We had uh, 7,500 spectators and that was the uh, third overall uh, spectators number in uh, in, uh, the European Games for Estonian clubs in all times. So uh, marketing is not hard when you have a good product and Toyota certainly is a good product.
0: Was that the same uh, down in Viljandi as
1: well? Uh, actually, it was. Uh, um, Viljandi was, uh, and is, a very, very, very different club from by The, the sportive ambitions were a bit lower. Uh, everybody acknowledged that. But at the same time, uh, Viljandi was, Tulavik was, very community center club. And all the marketing activities uh, were kind of uh, rooted in the community and that's why uh for years in a row uh we uh, made uh, top 3 spectator numbers in Premier League in Vilandi being a town one of the smallest towns in Premier League so uh the community engagement and and the marketing uh, actions uh uh, following that and, and connected to that were, were the main main uh, strength of Villain, i would say
0: how how did PIDE build that presence in the community then
1: um uh, uh, actually started the community building uh in, 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 in the strong sense of the word, uh, when uh, the FA uh, Community Development Officers or CDO project started, uh, I think it was four or five years ago. Uh, then for the first time in PAI, uh, we also had uh, a specific person dedicated to the community matters, uh, the spectator uh numbers the events and community view community engagement and so on so uh, i would say that the uh results results in that that sphere have been um made in byte have been made uh uh within the last 5 years before that uh uh, PIDA was actually trailing behind the rest of the clubs in Premier Liga in, in sense of spectators and marketing events and so on. But at the same time, uh, the club was already building uh, the, um, uh, the strong organization that it is today.
0: Uh, what do you think the ceiling is for PIDA? Because obviously they've come through the divisions, they've established themselves in the premier league it say the european games uh it is do you feel like the ceiling for them would eventually be champions um
1: by the ease, definitely aiming to be a champion um but at the same time uh, the club management the board uh, the owners have made it perfectly clear that uh, there hasn't been and there will never be
0: uh
1: jumping over its own shadow, so that the board, the um, managers, the owners, have uh, emphasized now and again that um, all of the growth must come uh, organic, organically, uh, not being forced or not being pushed by um, by by by, I don't know, uh, sudden surge of uh, income or sudden uh, one or two year projects with uh, with investors of some kind or or anything. So that yeah, Baida has established yeah. itself as a top club in Estonia, uh, taking medals for the three consecutive years, and uh, Baida is actually uh, and and really aiming for the top spot and the championship title. But uh, um, I have been in football for long enough to know that it probably won't happen this year or the next, or maybe even the next five years. But I will say that it will happen.
0: How difficult is it then to compete with those teams like Flora and Lavadia who have that, you know, presence it's, it's,
1: it's a good question, and it's actually quite hard to answer because uh, when we compare the, um, uh, let's say, budgets for the club, uh, we are not much behind uh, neither Flora nor Levadia anymore. But um, at the same time, uh, we must acknowledge that um, uh, Flora and Levadia have a uh, an advantage uh, uh, comparing to us uh, when it comes to the conditions, the everyday conditions, the playing conditions, they uh, train and play in Spotland Arena and in, Olekok Arena. In Tallinn, our team is uh, basically traveling to home matches and so on. Um, uh, what makes it difficult is that uh, Flora and Levadia. Uh, have been the top two clubs in Estonia for nearly two decades already, and basically competing amongst themselves for the title. Uh, Numagaļu has been uh, uh, contending there also. infinite for a brief period, um, and then comparing to Flora and Levati, I would say that the traditions, uh, the the presence, the 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 um, Sportive history is uh, is something that uh, we must overcome when we fight them, and then that would be, I think, the main obstacle. But at the same time, as uh, Baida has uh, shown um, within the last year, uh, taking the uh, first cup, the first super uh, super cup, uh, um, gaining a really good momentum in. In European uh, matches or the rounds uh, last year, being the best Estonian club in European competitions, I would say that the gap is narrowing uh, with every every year. And uh, well, coming back to the previous question, I would say that uh, that's where the uh, very stable and uh, Feet on the ground attitude from the club board and uh, and the owners uh, comes to comes to play.
0: So, in your opinion, and how can how would you say Estonian football could improve to like level the playing field to make it so like the top four, so to speak, are way up here, and then the bottom six are way below.
1: Um, I would actually say that. Um, it's already happening. It's already happening. Uh, Estonian top flight has had quite a few like fluctuations over the last few years uh, with uh, some big and historical clubs disappearing from the map or uh, at least disappearing from uh, the premium league. Um, it's been painful of course for the football communities and then it's been a trouble for FA but at the same time ironically I think that's my personal position that it has given um, the remaining clubs the rest of the clubs a kind of uh, chance for momentum because uh, when we look for example Ternovapros this year um, they managed to uh, put together a very decent team uh, in the sense of uh, uh, fighting for for the uh, middle-of-the-table status, I would say. Uh, they brought in quite a few uh, experienced players. Those players would have never gone to I don't know, uh if they would have had uh, better options, more options. And so narrowing of the uh, top flight clubs has actually created a situation where I would say that the overall quality of the Premier League has uh, has um, risen over the last, I would say four or five years uh, and we have played how many rounds? Four? Yeah. Four or five, something like that yeah. four, yeah and if uh, we look at uh, what Pernovapros has done within those four rounds I would say that this is going to be the most exciting season of Premier League so far. Because um, the big clubs are going to stumble again. The small clubs are going to buy the big ones again and again. And over the months, it's going to happen more and more and more. And uh, by the has all, of course, been in the role of uh, of, of of a big club being bitten. Um, already this year, uh, uh, in the in the end of the last season, we lost uh, during the whole last season we lost uh, a substantial amount of points to to lower clubs. And I would say that. This is a tendency that's uh, that keeps on on growing. Um, it would be, I think, even more drastical if the season in Estonia wouldn't start uh, in the middle of snow and ice. So that if the league would start in April, say, I would say that the sportive side, the excitement, the surprises, the rise of the smaller clubs would be even more substantial.
0: What's your thoughts on the national team as well?
1: <sighs> oh. um, I must first admit, admit that uh, when I started working in uh, club football, my focus kind of shifted from the um, national team quite a lot. Uh, I used to be an avid um national team follower uh, i lived in telling myself for 14 years that I went to see every home match I traveled with the team to uh, to uh, foreign games also but uh, I think the last um, last match of the national team that I went to see was uh, 08 in Mainz Germany and that was what four years ago five something like that and um but at the same time, uh, the Estonian national team is uh, surely going through a change of generations right now. That's always a turbulent time for any any national team, especially for a small nation like Estonia. So um, I would say that uh, Thomas Haverly he's he's making a really good job. He's doing a really good job, uh, especially concerning. Uh, making the change of generations uh, as as least painful as as possible and uh, I would say that the results uh, quite clearly show it uh, how many youngsters he has brought in, how many um, old workhorses has he replaced with the young players um, how quickly Estonia uh, rose back up from the mud league uh, within one season, one year I think yeah it was yeah. Uh, um I'm 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 quite positive uh about the future of uh Estonian national team.
0: When do you feel like obviously yeah there's a transition in now? When do you feel like players like Zenyov, Vasilev, uh Tanist, you know, the old guard like that step aside because we were talking about it earlier. Uh let's say Estonia do qualify for the Euros, you know, Vasilev will be close to 40 years old Like, would you take him to the euro still or do you like go for someone else
1: yeah that's the hot topic in estonia Um, fan community uh, communities right now and uh, i would say that people are quite polarized in this question or in this matter uh me personally uh again having been in football and submerged in football for so long, uh, I think that the only answer that I can give can be that uh, we have to trust the uh, managers and coaches of the national team. And if they see that uh, vasily or Seneov are fit, are ready, and actually have an impact on the national team, then of course they should be there. Um, Vasiljev will be uh, almost 30 or well, 40, or 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 he will be at 40, I think, uh, in the Euro 2024, uh, in case Estonia makes its way there uh, and Thomas Averly finds that Vasiljev uh, is irreplaceable, then I think he's right. Uh, if he decides to take on the youngsters, uh, I would say that that's also right. So... Um, I have no personal favoritism or, or anything against Vasiliev or any of the older guys, but uh, I have seen Estonian national team uh, that uh, that has been way too old for my taste. And I'm happy that these this, this times are over, but at the same time we must have the experienced players to back up the youngsters.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh Obviously, PIDA, now they've grown. They're starting to get a worldwide fan base, so to speak. Uh, is there any way for fans around the world to get hold of PIDA merch?
1: Yeah, very soon, actually, uh, because I think that it's going to be within next week. Uh, I don't know when you guys are going to publish this podcast. Today is 26th, uh, within the l- next week, I think, yeah. I will get the hold of the um, already printed examples of our uh, new uh, Merge line, and when uh, we have approved the uh, uh, the samples, then uh, they're going to be up in our new uh, e-store or web store, and uh, and for the first time, yeah, we have. Manage to pull ourselves uh, to the point that we will be able to sell uh, to uh, to foreign uh, fans also, and 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 uh, dispatch our stuff.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, so, if we move on to our quickfire questions, so basically we just ask you some questions. Um, okay. It's it's nothing personal, nothing you know like that. It's just some. Fun questions um okay. first thing comes your head. answer all right, okay go cool. so question one, if you could sign one player for Pider in the Premier League who would it be um, from Estonia or anywhere uh, who's currently playing in in the Estonian leagues
1: uh-huh. <laughs> you're putting me in a hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh that was unexpected question actually because I'm absolutely sure that I have an answer for that for in the in the top of my head, but uh um I would say it's probably somebody from um somebody from FC Flora, uh somebody from the attacking side. Mm, I'm not going to give a name.
0: <laughs> okay. so most, most people we've spoken with have said Vasilev, so we'll just assume it's Vasilev. Uh,
1: <laughs> we have our own maestro already, actually, quite a few of them. Uh, so that I can say that uh, Konstantin Vasilev would not play
0: in my pipe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> who, who do you think is the best player in the world?
1: Of all times or current? Yeah
0: currently.
1: Uh I, I I think I'm going to be quite unoriginal here and uh, I, I I think that Leo Messi is quite unbeatable at that list.
0: Okay.
1: Nice yeah. one. Uh what's your go to snack? Go to snack. Uh that's also my one of the biggest vice is uh, it's a Snickers bar
0: oh nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were transformed into an animal what would it be and why?
1: Um, I think it would be a German shepherd dog because um, uh, when I lived in in Tallinn for many years um, knowing that at one point I'm going to uh, move back to the country as I have done now. I knew always that I will, um, I will have my own German Shepherd dog. I do now. I have it. I have her now, and uh, so yeah, I think I would be a German Shepherd dog.
0: Nice. If you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: AC-DC fire guns.
0: Nice. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah um would you rather travel to the past or the future uh, past is there a reason
1: um I have for a very long time been strangely interested in uh, 1940s a tough time for the world but um, I have I have imagined quite a lot the what would it be like to experience the um, the turbulence, the time, the rolling of the uh, catastrophe ahead, and, and so on? And uh, some some way, I, I, uh, yeah, I have a strange affection towards the people, the era, the history of of the nineteen forties. Nice one.
0: What would you choose as your last meal on Earth?
1: A Snickers bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how much does the amount of traffic affect your mood?
1: Uh, not really, because um, mm, as it is quite common for by the our club, uh, our people uh, live in very different spots of Estonia. Uh, I live in Viljandi, actually, <laughs> and uh, and I, I share my time and share myself between uh, Viljandi Baida and Tallinn. And um, so living in Viljandi, I don't get to experience traffic very much. Uh, having been living in Tallinn for 14 years, uh, the traffic in Tallinn is very well known to me and doesn't affect me. At least I know exactly what to expect. So uh, I I, I try to let my mood to be affected by the things that I can impact or change.
0: Uh, What's your worst habit? Smoking. uh, (laughs) Fair enough. Quit, (laughs) it's the best thing you'll ever do. (laughs) I had smoked in uh, nearly a year now.
1: Yeah, just throw him in the bin. Really it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. I know. Uh,
0: yeah. I have been,
1: uh, I've known for many years now, I've actually known that I get nothing out of it, even not the mental satisfaction that I used to. Uh, it's just a stupid damn habit. But so far, it's been stronger than me.
0: Yeah. Uh who would you say is the best player to have ever played for Pyda? Uh
1: here I'm not going to be unoriginal. I'm not going to say Ragnar Klaven, because Klaven is a class uh, a different class, a separate class. We if 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 we look at the timeline of Pyda as a club, we if we want to be fair, we have to lift him from that list. And um, and I would say that the best player we have had in Paide would be two options. Either playing in Paide right now, I'm not going to give any names, or uh, Alessana Yatta, that uh, played for us for six months, before uh, going uh, to Denmark and uh, uh, I have I worked in Liliandi when uh, alassana joined Paide and um, I don't think I have ever seen and uh, as far as foreign players are concerned I don't think I will in the near future see uh uh, a striker so powerful as Alassane was um, he was a beast so uh, if we're not considering uh, Ragnar Klaven I would say Alassane yeah. Oh,
0: who's the best player who's played against Pied would you say
1: Help me to recall the name of the underweight striker that scored against us in, in Alagok this summer Oh <laughs> I have a absolutely awful memory for names, so
0: uh,
1: I think that would be him yeah.
0: Fabio Silva.
1: yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> exactly um, I I didn't get to uh, watch the game much because I was busy uh, organizing the match and then we had... Uh, uh, quite a few uh, uh, things to do during the match, but uh, the moments that I got to see the match, he was always in the action uh, when I looked at uh, watched the watched the um match in in Belgium uh he was unstoppable. Uh, he has been unstoppable ever since, although I don't think he plays for underleft anymore. I think he's he, a
0: PSB, I think
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, that would be him, I think. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Uh, and the final one we have is uh, what's your favorite word?
1: Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> an Estonian the one, word, an English word, wh- whatever
1: the one that I use the most, or the one that I like the sound of.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> let's say, like the sound of. Jesus, what
1: did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it's not a word, but uh, there was a competition in Estonia. Or not the competition, but uh, uh, the linguists and, um, and the people chose uh, the most beautiful uh, sentence in Estonia a few years back. And there were quite a few that resonated with me. Uh, one of them was or uh, uh, drive uh, carefully across the bridge. But the second one that I like more was or the bucket fell over. <laughs> the sound of, <laughs> of that. You know, yeah, but uh, I'm actually glad that you didn't ask for the word that I use the most because uh, as we show I wouldn't have been able to say it out loud. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, fair enough. Um, that wraps us up anyway. Thanks for taking the time to come and speak with us. It was great insight into Pider and what you do.
1: Thank you, and uh, good luck. And it was actually very awesome to see you from uh i, know, I mean face to face and <laughs> kind of recognize myself from the screen
0: <laughs> we really do look alike <laughs> yeah we do yeah <laughs> uh, yeah thanks a lot for coming on really appreciate it thanks for the invitation cheers Take care bye